welcome to Life on the Brink, a lovely little place filled with inspiration and creativity that is dedicated to enjoying life one day at a time. I'm Anna, and together we're exploring the beautiful things in this world that fascinate us, and often discovering something new. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 47 of Life on the Brink. I hope you're doing well, that uh, even in the midst of a lot of shifting right now and transition um, and newness, that you're able to enjoy uh, at least this time. Um, We're going to talk a lot about winter, because there's there's a lot to unpack with this season, I think. So the bustle of the holidays is is behind us, along with the energy that sort of comes with, I think, the week of the new year, like the first week of the year. Once that passes, we're all solidly, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, <laughs> in what is probably the most difficult season of the year, which is winter. For some reason, even though the darkest day of the year, you know, is the winter solstice. And that's usually on December 21st. It's right before Christmas. That just sort of glides right past me. And instead, the dark, it seems darker in January. Does anyone else feel that way? Where suddenly now it's cold and now it feels really dark? It's sort of like the magic of Christmas overrides that for a little while. And at least where I live, the cold doesn't really set in until about this time. And any glimpse of sunshine really um, has to be savored, (laughs) that which makes it through the gray clouds. Uh, So it it can be tough. And I know that a lot of people can struggle from um, seasonal depression and all of that. And I think we all tend to get a little bit um, gloomy. Uh, Well, most of us anyway. But... I believe that, like anything in life, really, there is beauty to be found and life to be enjoyed, even during this winter season. And though it may not come as readily apparent as it does during the freshness of spring or the abundance of summer, it is still there, waiting to be discovered. And basically, in short, I am opening myself to the magic of winter, and I'm inviting you all to join me in that. I'm sharing it with you here on the blog and the podcast. So first, how this is going to go is I am going to present a perspective shift uh, for your approval (laughs) that has been helping me see winter with new eyes this year. And then, and only then, I'll share some more tangible dare I say, practical ways to enjoy the season that is winter. So once we sort of shift our minds and sort of say, okay, okay, I can give this a shot, then I've got some, you know, creative ideas as always. So before we get started, uh, go ahead and make yourself a cup of tea. This is the time to make sure that uh, you've got something warm with you. I am drinking uh, Harney and Sons blend, of course. It is their chocolate mint tea. So delicious. It kind of tastes like a like a peppermint patty, kind of, but in tea form, and it's delightful. So I hope that you go ahead and pause this if you need to. We'll uh, make some something warm 
be it hot chocolate or coffee or whatever, because this is self-care. <laughs> this is a moment of comfort. So please uh, sit back, relax, unless you're driving or walking or something. Um, either way, enjoy. So to start off, I I went over on Instagram and I made a I posed a question as to uh, whether there was anyone out there that really loved winter, and if so, why? Uh, because I, I figured might as well go to the source, <laughs> people who enjoy winter. And what's funny is that I got pretty much 50-50 responses from people um, saying why they enjoy winter, and also people who despise winter just letting me know that. <laughs> so it's kind of polarizing, but it was nice to see um, just how many people also kind of struggle with this. So I did get a couple responses, several responses in Winter's defense, however, and the basic gist were a couple of, of themes that I saw over and over. So the first being cozy, coziness, <laughs> coziness that you can't really appreciate as much in warmer months, um, fashion. Uh, being more interesting or that layering is is um, more fun to dress with and that you can always add more layers but you can only take off so much essentially um also snow snow is just beautiful we all know that it's magical i do know you know i understand that if you're in a place that snows a lot that eventually you just have like a lot of sludge as it's transitioning to spring but but snow is beautiful like we all can appreciate that and uh, the idea that everything has to be a little bit more intentional if you're going to leave your house. So going out has to be um, important for you to be able to do it, essentially, and that every every occasion feels a little bit more special. And the thing is, I think all of those things are true. Though I don't see much snow where I live, um, it's Southeast Virginia and it's really close to water. And not only is it just cold and rainy, but we get a lot of wind and hardly any snow. It usually melts within a day. So I feel like if you have, if you live somewhere where it's consistently snowing, you, you have an advantage on us. <laughs> so enjoy that. <laughs> but I digress. It's not, it, this is not my goal within this podcast to convert us all into people who super love winter. I think you're just going to have your favorite season and it may change over time. Um, and we're all different because I, I don't think I'm going to become someone who really super loves winter more than other seasons. I am going to try to enjoy winter to the best that I can. Um, and that's what I'm inviting us into basically. Cause I mean, we're in it and while we're in it, we might as well try to enjoy it. I think the key to enjoying winter is twofold. It's in embracing the beautiful things that do come with it and by accepting rather than ignoring the things that we don't like, but just shifting our perspective a little bit. If you think about it, sometimes it's the same things that are considered quote unquote magical during Christmas time that become kind of dreary to us in January. If you think about like so many Christmas songs are about snow and bundling up and braving the cold and, you know, ice and 
gathering by candlelight, coming back home and being near a fireplace and hot chocolate and all of those cozy elements as well, we celebrate that. And, and the dark nights, the movie nights, all of that is so magical. But in actuality, remember that December also comes with a lot of parties, a lot of gathering, a lot of gathering, a lot of, for me, concerts and gigs and obligations, and sometimes it can come with stress. I remember last month, only one month ago, I was counting down the number of gigs and concerts that I had left before I could rest and enjoy Christmas. Not to say that I didn't enjoy the Christmas season, but you know, it's busy. It's busy for everybody. So really, this is the time that we get to enjoy those quieter moments, the ones that sometimes we romanticize in Christmas time, but we rarely get to actually experience. This is the perfect opportunity. As you know, I, uh, I tend to speak a lot about rest on this podcast, um, not only because it is so important for us, but also because it is greatly undervalued these days, I believe. And one of the best things about winter, I would say, is the opportunity or even the obligation sometimes to rest. Our commitments become much lessened in January and and often through February with the exception of some Valentine stuff. And it's a chance to recharge after all the busyness of the holiday season and also to reset, to reevaluate what's working, what's not working. You have a, a bit more breathing room. And just as excitement and energy is needed during the summer, we have that season of just abundance and the heat and a lot of exciting things to enjoy. We also do need the quiet and the peaceful time that comes in winter. So perhaps this year we can embrace the slowness a bit more. I am working to, not working, I am hoping to embrace slowness more year-round. And so this is a nice, a nice way to sort of introduce it so that we can enjoy winter for what it is rather than hating it for what it's not. Knowing that eventually the seasons will change. We will have spring again. <laughs> I'm sure there's a song about that too. Um, but that in the meantime, why not embrace the things that are lovely about this season? And if there's anything that I've learned over the last two years almost of on and off quarantine and more time at home and more time alone is that when things can feel when they feel too closed in, too dark, as sometimes winter can, it helps to just stop, to take a deep breath, and to just look at the day or the moment in front of you, rather than try to take on too much in your mind. Because today is a gift, truly, even if it's cold outside. So rather than just bide my time until spring, um, you know, like a chrysalis or something, <laughs> there is opportunity for us to, to embrace this season 
Um, it's all about perspective, really. So with that in mind, now let's look at some of the ways that we can enjoy winter this year. One of the best parts about living seasonally, as I often um, love talking about, is embracing the things that are only available during certain parts of the year. So while uh, I do often love to talk about, you know, cultivating your every day so that every day is filled with um, little moments that you enjoy and, and stopping to enjoy those and adding them into your normal routines, there is something special about anticipation for the things to come and enjoying them only in their time. So, for example, in the summer, especially last summer, I could not get enough watermelon. I would put little cubes of it in the freezer and Sarah and I would eat it <laughs> on the daily. <laughs> Just couldn't get enough. And so now, even though technically in our modern world, I could probably go to some store and find a watermelon that was imported from somewhere. It's not, it's time. And it, it wouldn't feel the same. I wouldn't enjoy it as much. So I don't, I also don't find myself drawn to the beach, even though I'm very close to it. I live close to one or to large parties all the time or a lot of excitement in the winter because as the days warm up, so do the desires to enjoy the fruits of that season. So believe it or not, there are things that are best enjoyed or maybe only enjoyed during winter. So I've compiled a little list of things um, either that I currently love or that I am making a point of trying this winter season. And as you're listening, um, I may mention I have some links to references and, and stuff like that. And all of this will be linked and listed in the show notes, which is on the blog at lifeonthebrink.live, L-I-V-E. So if you just head over there when this is done, everything will be listed for you. No need to take notes, okay? <laughs> so these are 13 ways. What a magic number. Oh, I'm sorry, 14. Well, still, still magical. <laughs> 14 ways to enjoy winter, winter and its magic. So here we go. Number one is to make a cup of tea, but I'm going to go one step further and say to make a tea latte because this takes a little bit extra time. It's a little bit more creamy and foamy and comforting. And if you go to episode 19 of this podcast, I talk at length about tea lattes and you can learn how to make one, make several in fact. And I think it's a, it's just a great idea. In the coldest months, I tend to make one like every other day. So that's number one. Number two is to invest in winter wear that you love. Now, I, I was given a coat for Christmas. I knew exactly which coat I wanted. And I told Josh and he got it and it was better than all my dreams. I, I'll have to leave a picture of it in the show notes because this coat, I don't know if I've ever loved a coat as much as this one. If I have, it's been several years, but it is, it's long. It goes past my knees. Um, it's green, like a dark emerald green, uh, like a wool coat. And it, it has like a skirt. It flares out from the waist. And I feel like Anna Karenina. <laughs> or something like that. Like it's, it's just 
wonderful. And I'm currently working on um, crocheting a Ravenclaw scarf, which I think will go very nicely with it. The blue and bronze with the dark green. Um, but now whenever I have to go outside, I feel so elegant sometimes if I'm wearing that coat. And I think the the power of a good uh, coat or or a sweater or a cardigan that you just really love, that makes you feel cozy, that you enjoy wearing, that you can really only wear during this time, makes this a little bit more special. So whether it, or not it's a full winter coat, um, I also found a really nice cardigan a couple months ago that I've been wearing all season, and it's just so yummy, and I love that. Number three on this list is to make the most of your daylight. So obviously where you live in the world will kind of affect how many hours of light you get. Um, and of course you have to work around your schedule, your work schedule, your family, whatever you have. But whether this is maybe a walk outside in the afternoon before the sun goes down, or I think it can be really invigorating to go outside early in the morning as the sun is rising and sort of feel the earth being warmed um, and absorb some of that warmth, it can really um, brighten up your day, um, pun intended. Because with such, with so few hours of daylight, I think it is imperative for us to get out for at least a little bit of that before the sun goes down. Um, lately, at least a couple times a week, Josh, when he comes home from work, will have a little walk around the neighborhood and it kind of helps us both decompress from work and it's a nice little bit of exercise before the sun is totally down. And then that sort of leads right into number four, which is to make a ritual out of changing to nighttime, essentially, um, where all the curtains are closed. Uh, as a side note, I do not understand when people leave their blinds or their curtains open all night long. Like, I guess it's refreshing to some, but not me. As soon as the sun goes down, everything is drawn shut. I'm going to have nobody looking at me. <laughs> and I think it also makes it feel more cozy as well. So I draw the curtains um, lamps come on. Maybe you put on a little mood music. Maybe it means you get into your comfy clothes, make a little, um, routine out of going from day to night that makes the night enjoyable and cozy rather than just, you know, extending the day in your mind. Like it's still daytime. It's still only 5 PM, but it's dark outside. You know, so if you make the shift with your home, with your clothes, with whatever, to say, okay, now it's nighttime. Now we can, you know, make dinner or whatever the plans are. I think it helps make it feel more cozy. Number five is something that I think can be true year round, but will look a little different and I think is very necessary in the winter, which is, well, I'm calling this point, don't save the good China, which basically means... If you have like a favorite teacup, which I, I don't have just one, but I have many teacups that I like, or if you have a sweater that you really love that makes you feel really good, don't feel like you have to save those for a special occasion, you know? This is where we get into the, the everyday joys. So the emphasis here is on appreciating the life that you have 
And so whether it's, it's something very small, usually this, this is revolving around small things like a special teacup or something like that, but whatever it is that is um, special to you that you really enjoy, why not make it a part of your routine more often? Um, I think that this is a really nice way to sort of focus on just the moment in front of you to really enjoy it rather than always looking ahead at what will be special, what will be enjoyable later. Number six is sort of a trifecta, and it's basically to enjoy places that are indoors. And the ideas I have are museums, uh, movie theaters, and theater theaters. (laughs) So... I I tend to get cold really quickly, and so in the summer, sometimes those indoor spaces are so air-conditioned that I get uncomfortably cold, but you're kind of already layered up in the winter, so I think a museum is a beautiful way to spend a, a winter afternoon or a weekend because it's not too fast-paced. You can really take it at your own pace. It's nice and slow, but it's warm. It can be warm. And then going to various shows and movies always feels special. Like, I love going to the movies. It feels like Annie. (laughs) Annie every time. Um, But, you know, you're not out in the cold. And, of course, wherever you live, uh, things may be more or less safe for you to go to them right now. Um, But there are um, still opportunities that can be enjoyable during this season. Number seven, add more candles. So this I mean mostly for the light, not so much for the scent. Now I do like a good scented candle. However, um, I'm appreciating more this year candlelight as a source of light um, and the way that it makes everything look and how cozy it is. Uh, The apartment that I live in, shockingly, doesn't have a fireplace because um, that's pretty magical and cozy in my opinion, but I think that uh, several candles, I know that right now like tapered candles and and candlesticks and stuff like that have sort of come back into uh, trend, but also I use a lot of tea lights and little tea light holders throughout the apartment and it just gives a nice soft glow that along with your lamp lighting uh, can really bring a nice sense of coziness that really nothing else can replicate. So that's number seven, add more candles. Number eight is for all you extroverts out there, because I know you're out there, I forget about it sometimes, but it must be especially hard for you sometimes. And that is why number eight is to gather regularly. And if it helps to gather with others as a ritual to look forward to. As I mentioned in one of the uh, points made by those who enjoy winter, going out has to be uh, a bit more intentional and that can be a good thing. Meaning your priorities and the people that you love become more readily apparent in the winter. So in my family, Ever since um, lockdown, we've sort of established family dinner on Sunday nights at my parents' house. So every week, I can look forward to that. And I do, uh, because my family is quite large, and it can be anywhere from 
12 to 20 people, depending on who all is there. Um, because my immediate family has extended. It's not even extended family. But we look forward to that every week. And it's a way to make sure that I enjoy that social connection with others. Because that is so important, especially during the winter. I think if you feel isolated, it becomes harder to reach out or even to enjoy your time alone, which is also very important. But fostering these social relationships during this time takes a little bit more intentionality, but is very worth it and very um, enjoyable. So other ways you can do that if if you're not at someone's home, um, maybe consider a, a weekly or a regularly um, meetup for just coffee or for a drink somewhere, or um, maybe you have people over at your home for dinner. And at least where I live, everywhere's got a trivia night now. I don't know if that's just become um, more normal or more popular. I feel like you can't go anywhere without there being trivia somewhere. I love trivia, by the way. So <laughs> if that's your thing, uh, just know that there are ways to celebrate your area, to celebrate the people around you, and I think it's important to prioritize that wherever you are. Now, on the flip side, number nine is to enjoy the quiet. So I talked a little bit about this before, the idea of um, this being a season of rest. And I think if there's a moment of quiet or an evening of quiet or a week that is is pretty quiet on your schedule, to try and see it um, with gratitude rather than um, in boredom. Does that make sense? And I know that it can be hard, especially this year when things are kind of locked down again in some places. But again, just think about Christmas time and how, how busy it was. If you have a moment of nothing, stop and savor that moment. It's so beautiful when we stop and we are grateful for our surroundings, for our home, for the people in our lives. And sometimes we forget to change our perspective, to change our mind and be grateful for those things unless there's literally nothing in front of our our eyes, you know? (laughs) And especially now with various screens and entertainment, you really can go your whole day without ever stopping to enjoy um your life or to, to realize how far it's come, um, even if you're in transition. So I would, um, I would encourage you and I'm encouraging myself to really, uh, make a point of enjoying those quiet moments. When I do remember, I just like to look around and I remember where I was two years ago, um, which was (laughs) trying to plan a wedding, uh, in COVID, um, or five years ago when my life was so different or how things have changed and to just um, be grateful for my home and for Josh and for the opportunities that I have. So as always, this is something that can be practiced year round, but probably there's a lot of opportunity for in winter. So we actually only have four more left, which actually makes 13. I was right. I just skipped 11 somehow. (laughs) So we have 13 and this is number 10, which is to plan this year's garden. 
Or if you're not much of a gardener yet, or it doesn't involve a lot of planning, I would also put on this list to plan a vacation or plan a trip somewhere down the line. So in both instances, you're really sowing seeds, whether eventually physically or metaphorically, into things that will reap harvest later in the year or down the line. So I think, you know, once it becomes March, once it becomes April and all the garden centers are flourishing, uh, it can be overwhelming if you don't know what, if you don't have a plan yet. So this is a perfect time to be brainstorming, to be researching, to think about what you want to plant this year. For me, that means a lot of simplification because I did way too much last year and and not a lot super thrived because of it. So I'm going to try and, and find um, a couple very special, unique things that I know I want to grow um, so that I'm ready in the spring. Likewise, I, I really love planning <laughs> and I love planning vacations and trips and stuff like that. So I'm looking at later on in the year, some places that um, Josh and I, or um, some with my family, we're, we're hoping to travel later in this year. And as things, as the world continues to open up and get a little more used to things and things progress, it will not always be the way that it is right now. So it's always fun to plan for a trip, even if the date is not fixed, but you know you want to make it happen. Number 11 is to slow down and read a wintry book. So I'm going to leave a link in the show notes for a video that I think has a lot of really good cozy recommendations that has a lot of beautiful snow and winter imagery um, as inspiration. But of course, it doesn't have to be uh, from that list. If there's some, I, I, you know, Little Women is never a bad idea. Um... Anne of Green Gables, probably like all of those are, have very beautiful descriptions of natural settings. So it's a great time to, uh, get on those reading goals. <laughs> Number 12 is in a similar vein, but it's to enjoy entertainment such as movies and TV shows that celebrate the cold. So in terms of shows, the ones that come to mind for me that I've already seen are Outlander, of course, of course, because I am obsessed with the show. And <laughs> it's funny, right now I'm nearing the end of season four, and um, a lot of it takes place in like colonial America, like 1770s. And it's really reminding me of, did anybody else... Uh, grow up with that show. I think it was on PBS or something. And it was a cartoon called Liberty Kids or Liberty's Kids or something like that. That's what it's giving me some of those vibes of the tricorn hats and all of that. <laughs> but Outlander in general has just a really nice uh, appreciation for cold natural landscape. Um, and especially in the season that I'm in, there's a lot of cozy cabin vibes as well. So always love Outlander. I'm going to talk about it forever, but also I recommend the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um, now it's true in season two, there's just uh, a few episodes that are beautiful summertime, just gorgeous. But a lot of the show takes place in New York and the winters are very cold there, obviously. So especially when, when regarding winter fashion, this is the show because everything is gorgeous. 
and there's a lot of beautiful winter um, ensembles to enjoy. And because there's finally a new season coming out, I can't wait. So I think now's a good time. And also, I have been saving the show Anne with an E um, to watch during the winter because I hear and I can get from the trailers that there's a lot of beautiful snowscapes. You know, it's in Canada and Anne makes everything magical. So I'm putting that on this list too. Uh, Even though I haven't watched it yet, I'm planning to this winter. And if you need a good movie, you can always listen to episode 17, which was me and my sister talking about our favorite movies to watch during the winter. So you can just check out episode 17, Winter Movie Night. I'll have a link for that in the blog as well. And finally, we have number 13. We started with tea, and we of course can't end this list without talking about cooking. I highly recommend uh, cooking hearty, warming dishes that feed your body and your soul. I personally have been really enjoying making um, spaghetti squash with like uh, meat sauce with like ground beef, but then I'll add like zucchini and a lot of fresh herbs. And then if you want to take it another step up, uh, because this is nothing new, you know, spaghetti squash and marinara. Then to take it to the next level, I get a little ricotta cheese and sort of whip it up with a little cream or milk and you add salt, pepper, maybe some shredded Parmesan and a sprinkle of nutmeg. And you're basically imitating like the bechamel layer that would be in a lasagna. So then you've got all those flavors as well. And so it's kind of like a lasagna spaghetti squash situation. It's delicious and it's warm and it's comforting. And I have a link for uh, a recipe that I sort of used as a launching pad (laughs) for the way that I make it now. But obviously any kind of soup, any kind of stew, all curries are valid and um, whatever it is that to you feels just heartwarming. Now is the time. And with that, those are 13 very special ways that you can uh, embrace the magic of this season. I hope that uh, it's provided a little bit of inspiration. And if you need a little more inspiration, um, I'll just shout out very quickly. um, Episode 16 from last winter is called Cozy Ways to Enjoy Winter Days. We love a rhyme. And um, that's also based off of a book all about uh, the art of being cozy, which is uh, very sweet. And also there is a post on the blog uh, that is, it's entitled The Best Oatmeal and How to Survive the End of Winter. So that is a two-in-one delicious oatmeal recipe and um, ways to enjoy this season as well. And I am leaving a link to a Pinterest board that uh, of mine <laughs> that is just full of really dreamy wintry things and some cool ideas. So again, if you're interested in any of those things, you can just head to lifeonthebrink.live and um, that blog post will be up there. So I hope that uh, maybe this has given a little bit of energy, a bit of comfort, a bit of joy um, during this winter season, because it's not forever, but while it's here, we may as well embrace it. So with that, I will be right back with this week's Little Joy. This week's Little Joy is 
a book, no surprise. It is um, the fifth book that I'm starting this year because I'm on a roll. And this is also a pretty new release. I received it for Christmas and I'm only like 50 pages in and I'm already in love. Like I can tell this is going to be probably one of my favorite reads of the year. Well, that's ambitious to say, but I'm really super loving it. The book is Taste, My Life Through Food by none other than Stanley Tucci. Yes, the actor Stanley Tucci. This book is a delight. Like, it's very, it's not very often that I will laugh out loud in any way while reading a book. I may sort of like, <laughs> but like this book has me laughing. Um, Some of the ways, it's basically like a, a memoir of, or it's a partial memoir of his life uh, well, through food, as it says, and um, it's got recipes in it, and it's got a lot of family stories. The beginning of the book, obviously, is starting with, like, childhood and family, and there are aspects of his family that really remind me of mine, and it's so funny. I think this is just heartwarming. It's, uh, now, I don't know what the rest of this book contains, but it is um, very highly acclaimed and um, the reviews on the back by people that I <laughs> love and respect are really uh, propelling me as I read this book. It is so good. So I don't know how many libraries might have it in stock because it was a 2021 release. But if you have the chance, I so, I so advise getting your hands on a copy of this book, Taste My Life Through Food. It is just, just gorgeous. It's a delight. And it's comforting whenever you read it. So that's my little joy. And I'm so glad that I'm not done with it yet. <laughs> and finally, of course, I will leave you with uh, some music. This is an album by a group called Lula Tone that I have recently um, been introduced to. They're a duo, a Japanese duo um, that create, wait, I have their website and the description on their website is just adorable. It says, Lula Tone, Miniature Melodies for Everyday Adventures. That's just so cute. And the album that I am referencing here is called Music for Museum Gift Shops, which that's just a really funny title to me. And um, it's basically, I think it's all solo piano, but it's just the most charming, sweet, uh, kind of whimsical music that is a really nice backdrop to quiet days at home, I think. It makes every moment a little bit more special, I think. And it's uh, really smart, really sweet, and I'm really interested to see more from this artist, or to hear more, I guess. But this album, it just sets the scene. And I recommend giving the whole album a listen. I will, of course, have it linked in the show notes. Um, on Spotify. And um, with that, I think we are set. I uh, am excited for what this year holds, but also am just making a point to breathe and enjoy each day as it comes. Because um, there's no need to stress about it. I wish you the very best. I hope that it is a, a relaxing January for you, that there are fun things in store. 
As always, feel free to um, comment on the show notes or over on Instagram with ways that you enjoy the winter time, especially if you're someone who really loves winter. I love your insight. <laughs> and with that, I will be back in two weeks. Have a lovely winter, friends. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Life on the Brink. If you're enjoying these episodes, please feel free to leave a star rating or even better, leave a review on Apple Podcasts to help spread the word. For podcast show notes and extra inspirational posts throughout the week, head to the blog at lifeonthebrink.live. And if you'd like a little extra dose of inspiration in your life, sign up for the monthly newsletter, which lights up your inbox the first Friday of each month. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, friends, you have a lovely week. Bye.